0: Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Receptive Podcast here on Game Wisdom, in the art and Science of Games. I am Josh Spicer, and we have another great cast lined up. We are returning to the topic of voice act when it comes to being an indie developer or just a developer in general and some of the more interesting aspects of working with voice actors and voice actresses as well as understanding when and when not to have voice acting in your games and my guest tonight is an established voice actress as well as casting director so she's had experience both on and off the mic and she's going to be talking about her experience as well as tips for any developers watching so please welcome to the cast Sally Beaumont.
1: Hiya! Hey
0: Sally it's great to have (laughs) you on how are you doing?
1: (laughs) I'm doing really well uh we we've just been sort of beaten about by the storm and we're all indoors and it's all snug
0: (laughs) (laughs) great to hear it is currently raining right now where i'm at so i'm also Uh, kind of stuck inside but that's great it gives us a lot of time to talk and (laughs) chat about this but it's great to have you on Uh, sally reached out to me we were i think talking this was like december january about doing a cast and then the holiday season hit and it's good we can finally just sit down and have a nice little chat about this
1: yeah um yeah it was interesting to me because uh the podcast does a lot of really technical stuff and it's really useful from a nuts and bolts point of view and Mm -hmm. and learning about the the very hard work and mysterious work that developers do Mm -hmm. um and i wanted to come and talk a little bit about my end of Things.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. And voice acting is one of those things for developers listening that for some, it is this, you know, ungraspable concept that they have no idea about and they will never know if it will actually help their game. For other developers, it is something that has become very frequently used, and then there mm-hmm. are some who don't even, like, really care about voice acting, and <gasps> it is a very <laughs> tricky topic, and as you said, just like yeah. with game development, it's something that a lot of people don't really tend to understand the nuts and bolts about.
1: Yes, um, and I try and do a lot of, sort of, reaching out to developers and, sort of, doing educational stuff um, and just kind of taking the mystery out of it um, Mm -hmm. and sometimes creating processes so it just feels a bit more familiar rather than you know it's it's a completely alien topic and it's just mysterious and magical and (laughs) who knows what even is involved
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah And for developers listening, for a lot of the people starting out, they're already having enough time trying to figure out how to run their studio, let alone, you know, manage voice actors and voice actresses and figure out just exactly how they want their games to sound.
1: Yes. Um, and that, that is probably one of the situations where I would say maybe don't have voice acting if <laughs> it's, you know, right at the end of the project and you think, oh, we should slap some voice acting on this. <laughs> that is not the time hmm uh it is surprisingly time consuming
0: yeah and we'll talk more about yes. that in detail in the coming minutes but to begin with since this is your first time on the cast for mm-hmm. the people listening could you talk a little bit about your background and if you want to mention any games that they wouldn't recognize your voice from feel free
1: you've unwittingly stumbled into the uh, question that all actors hate where where would I have seen you or heard you before Uh, (laughs) and it it strikes fear into all of us because none of us think we're well known enough um (laughs) so I'm Sally Beaumont I'm a voice actor um and I predominantly work in adventure games um and that's partly because they tend to be very character and narrative Mm -hmm. driven uh and the voice acting really can be make or break in that and it's it's also the kind of games that i grew up playing um so i i kind of have a good instinct for how adventure game characters work uh i'm now moving into lots of different areas as you do um but i think probably i'm not particularly well known i'm I've made the terrible mistake of being able to do a lot of different voices, and no one can recognize me in games. Uh, the perk of which is that I get text messages from my dad saying, is it you in this game? <laughs> I say, no, no, that's not me. Are you sure? Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like, uh, uh, like, I tend to like follow like, a lot of... Uh animated series or cartoon voice actors and voice actresses and i've gotten reasonably good at picking out their voices like once i hear like what they really sound like in real life i can usually do a decent job of it but yeah there's some that are just like their range is so diverse that i'm like wait they did that voice like i I never would have known (laughs) that's
1: always fun and if i meet somebody who's a fan of a game i've done and i can flick into the voice it it, well it's It's very disturbing for them anyway, but it's just fun to kind of blow people's minds about how little the way you look and appear is connected to how your voice sounds. I think there's a lot of a lot of assumptions about what people's voices are like um, and an awful lot of it is technique. Um, Yeah. So I think I've tried to think of something. Um, I think probably a lot of people would know me from Bertram Fiddle too. Okay. a predicament so I, I play a really big variety of kind of batty Victorian ladies in that which is a lot of fun and um I was brought in on that because I'd done quite big animation roles um so they knew that I could kind of go there in terms of really huge characters um I'm I'm now doing more and more work in my actual voice which. <laughs> <laughs> Confuses me, because I feel like you're not getting your money's worth. I mean, really? This accent and this pitch? And Okay, I guess.
0: <laughs> and I was looking at your website, looking at some of the rules that you have. So you are also going to be working on the upcoming game, uh, Harold Halbut, right?
1: Yes. I'm so excited about Harold Halibut. If you ever wonder whether voice actors really connect with the games they're playing, yes, they do. Um, (laughs) I am so excited about Harold Halibut, and I can say so little about what I do in it. (laughs) (laughs) That's partly an NGA, and it's partly because I want to save some stuff for the players, (laughs) because I think... They're going to enjoy it. <laughs> yep,
0: yeah, I remember seeing the Kickstarter for that game. I think it was like yeah. two, three years ago, and I don't remember if they actually hit their goal or not. But I'm happy to see that the game is going forward.
1: Yeah, uh, so it's coming out at the end of this year. Um, so it will have been nine years since they sort of Ooh. first started on it. Sort of, I think working part time. But that's an extraordinary. Um, it's an extraordinary thing to be given responsibility for that they've. Mm been working on these characters for nine years mm-hmm. and you know i get to i get to bring those to life mm-hmm. i'm glad i didn't think about it at the time <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and that's like again like going back to our overall talk about like kind of like the mysteriousness or what goes into this mm-hmm. stuff that there are developers who will spend like five to ten years on a project and it can be very ch- challenging for them to kind of see it through all the way to the end yes
1: no and- absolutely uh, and a lot of what the voice actors can do, it is sort of an unexpected perk is bring in fresh energy mm-hmm. uh, because we've we're only just looking at the project now, and we think it's really exciting and it's really <laughs> novel, and you've been dealing with it for five years, and like, I guess it's all right. I know where all the bugs are.. Oh. And you get these voice actors coming in like Labrador puppies. I always describe myself as a Labrador puppy, um, a poorly trained one. Um, and we go, Oh, this is so exciting. Oh, I could do this and I could try this. And it can be really invigorating actually <laughs> uh, at that point of the project.
0: Now here's one. I was looking at your list. I, did not uh, expect because this is a game that we played on stream once you are Uh-oh. the voice actress in unicorn dungeon
2: yeah
0: <laughs> like, that was a game that developers sent. i was like i'm not sure what to expect out of this one we just like play the whole thing on stream there
1: okay so yeah so you you've met my princess <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm just flashing back all of the, the <laughs> silly jokes that we kind of crowbarred into. That. Um that was a really fun session because uh, hopefully this isn't a spoiler but cuz she's a, a con artist. Mm. Um and I'd sort of said, "Are you sure you want her to have like a cockney accent?" because that's not very princessy and I'm like, oh, well, that's actually the that's actually the joke is <laughs> that, you know, she's 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 just swinging the lead. Um <laughs> Uh, and he let me kind of put slightly filthy jokes in as well, which you know is is <laughs> it's always going to make me happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, and I guess uh, that's actually just, like one of my first questions. Then, like as oh, yeah. a voice actress, or like with voice acting in general, how much I guess uh, ad-libbing, like kind of goes into these roles? Like, does it depend on the project?
1: it really does it it depends on the kind of on the developer and their personality and the game and its personality as well um so i get brought in on comedy projects a lot Mm -hmm. uh, and on those i mean i don't do it a lot because you know we're trying to get things done but it Mm -hmm. can really help diffuse tension if you just make a joke particularly in character that's always really fun um and quite often when i do what i call mail order voices where i just record on my own and Mm self-direct i will put little jokes in just to see if they're really listening (laughs) (laughs) um and if they're really good they end up in the end game so (laughs) So always be careful what you send out (laughs)
0: yes
1: (laughs) if you don't want it to go in the game don't send it out Mm -hmm. um but yeah the I think there's there's some space for creativity, particularly if it's the first time you've written for voice acting. So if you know if you're a first time game maker or this is your first game with voices, it can seem like something is perfectly fine on the page, and then as soon as somebody says it, you go,
0: yeah.
1: "Oh no, that's that's <laughs> not how people talk." <laughs> um, and sometimes that's really handy to say to the voice actor. How, how do you think they would say this, or is there like? A neater way to say this. Um, and I always confuse people because I quite like cutting lines. You would think I would want more line, you know, as a personality, yeah. it's basically impossible to shut me up. Um, but, uh, there's a fantastic British actor called Michael Kitchen and he used to go through his scripts crossing things out and he would say to the director saying, I can do that with a look,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is he, he can. Um, yeah. and I will quite often say, to a director or a developer i can probably do that with a breath um do you want me to try or with one word rather than this whole sentence and then you end up playing with things like subtext mm-hmm. rather than just a line which is i am so angry with you right now
0: yeah
1: <laughs> you can definitely do that with a, a noise
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and uh, that was something that uh when i spoke with i think his name was a uh, Tim. Uh, Howells. he was i think uh he works at diavecchi studios they do a lot of like full motion video style video games like kind of adventure and uh, kind of like detective games and we discuss about how for a lot of times like less is more when it yes. comes to acting and yes. like he said like the same like he gets like people who sends him uh, submissions or he says be angry and they send him something that says. I'm angry, <laughs> and that doesn't really help <laughs> them there.
1: We, we we sort of call that just being text, mm-hmm. no subtext, just text. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, an interesting thing to try out is to make your subtext the opposite of what you're saying. So mm-hmm. it, you know, if your original line reads "I'm so angry with you," why don't you try "It's fine, I like it this way." yeah that's much more interesting and you Mm -hmm. want to kind of learn more about that person and maybe how passive aggressive they are um there's that sort of creating space so that it's not just the words there's a performance in there too there's an added dimension and that can be quite a lot to get your head around
0: Mm -hmm. and going back to what you said a minute ago with a lot of developers kind of doing like first-time writing and then kind of trying to see how it plays out. It's something that I've had to experience with a lot of stuff when I do my videos on YouTube and my live performances of trying to Mm -hmm. figure out, you know, what do I want to say in my head versus how is somebody going to take that? Because Uh there is that misconception, of course, that – and, you know, I hear it's kind of so much what we – with game development that more is always better. You know, like, if I say 10,000 words instead of 5,000, then it's got to be, you know, two to a double the quality there, but it's important <laughs> to understand sorry. of course I'm sorry. <laughs> it's funny I know it's funny, but there are developers who have thought that in terms of length of their games. I'm just going to give you a 100 levels and surely, you know, you'll enjoy every single one of them and then I started like, Doze off to, like, level 20 of that
1: <laughs> Yeah, uh, I am a big fan of quality over mm-hmm. quantity. Um, yes, um, there's, there's a thing. Um, I was talking about this with a, a writer friend the other day. Uh, there's a thing that can happen a lot of words when you have a lot of... Everything's really overt. Uh, your player can kind of start to sit back because you're going to spoon-feed them everything you want to say. Whereas if you leave gaps, if you create subtext, if you leave something out, that makes them sit forwards. Mm-hmm. You want a player who's sitting forwards, who wants to know more. Um, and that's what I mean when I talk about suspenseful choices in acting. It's not all dun-dun-dun, <laughs> but just that desire to want to know more. Mm-hmm. And, and it, giving players an opportunity to be smart, to make connections themselves to To build the story themselves, they're engaging much more than.
0: And over the last decade, in particular, we've definitely seen the like the quality bar go in, go up in terms of game development performances in games mm-hmm. and. I remember when I spoke to another – this was a voice actor last year that so much about kind of the craft of voice acting has really been elevated over the past 20 years, both in terms of performance as well as kind of the acceptance of it as a genuine role in terms of these projects.
1: Um, It it really depends on which circles you move in as well. I think particularly for indie developers who are kind of, you know, one person trying to do everything – uh, it can often just seem like, Oh, just, just say the words, just say it. Um, and it can feel very frustrating that you have to learn this entirely new discipline. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so go, go and read Uta Hagen and, and learn about, you know, the magic, what ifs and stuff. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So in, in some situations, there is a lot more appreciation for craft. Mm-hmm. Um, there is sometimes a dunning-kruger problem where they know enough that you know they, they know all the words <laughs> but they don't quite know enough uh, to when to leave you to do your job so uh, i do kind of refer to these developers as the larynx puppeteers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're like no you need to you need to be higher pitched than that higher pitched higher no higher than that <laughs> and i've like, i can't actually go any higher than this and <laughs> they've learned pitch is a really good way of differentiating characters, but they don't know all the other different ways that we use to differentiate characters. Mm -hmm. Um, and you end up having to sort of stop things, you know, breathe out the helium Mm -hmm. and then say, when you're saying high pitched, what exactly are you looking for? What are you Mm -hmm. indicating with that high pitch? Mm -hmm. And, And then you'll get an interesting discussion about whether they should sound innocent or funny or, you know, they have some ideas around gender they need to unpack fairly quickly. Um, you know, <laughs> um, and so you can c- sort of get to a point where you're like, well, I, I know that, you know, pitch is a thing and, and I want to direct. So I'm going to really get in there and control the pitch or w- whatever variable, you know,
0: mm-hmm. sort of.
1: I did have one client and they only knew loud and quiet.
0: Oh, no. <laughs>
1: It was very uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: I can't imagine <laughs> that one. <laughs> and, and like this, is always goes back to the challenges of being an independent developer. It's something mm-hmm. that I've spoken to many devs about. That as we've seen, when you're working on your own, you wear all the hats. You are yeah. the game developer, the marketeer, the PR person. You're the voice acting director. You're the story writer. You're even you can even be the musician as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And. It's hard to, not everyone can do all those roles, let alone just design a game.
1: Um, particularly if finances are tight as well. Oh, yes. You haven't chosen to do all those roles. Mm-hmm. You need to. Yep. Um, and I think voice acting can feel very auxiliary to game development. It can feel like um, a shiny thing that AAAs add on right at the end. Yes. Um, which obviously I disagree with, but more on that later. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but you know as as i say about sort of bringing new energy and quite often i'll come in towards the end of a project and someone is really exhausted and you know they know where all the bad bits are um and it can be nice to to have a voice actor come in and squee a little bit uh we're also ferocious marketers we like if you're on Twitter and you know voice actors in games, yes. we love promoting games that we're in. We will push everything that we can. We want these games to succeed. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of a useful useful thing. Yeah. That's not the main reason to have voice actors, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, uh, one thing that I wanted to touch on for a few minutes is we've been talking about uh, being a voice actor, but like we said at the start, you've also done casting. That's and right. for developers listening, what Kaya, kind of, what does that role entail when you're brought in to be a casting director?
1: Yeah, that was that was one of the first hurdles because uh, I work as an actor in other fields as well, and in voiceover, which is quite common to have casting directors. And everyone knows what a casting director does, and developers don't always know what we do. And <laughs> because there's director in there, I've had a couple of developers who assumed that I would also then direct the sessions, and we had to have a conversation about, well, no, I I, I find them.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: you're, you're the director. <laughs> Um, which, you know, can be very disappointing for them. Um, yeah, so casting directors tend to have quite big networks of people, of voice actors of lots of different kinds, different levels of experience. Um, and when they're given a casting brief, their first job is to kind of tease out what sort of vocal qualities are important and you know, which vocal qualities aren't and then look to their network and see who might match in. There's a lot of, um, I call it developer whispering, mm-hmm. that I try and listen to the developer and what they want to achieve with a particular character, and then I kind of translate that into more vocal qualities and personality types that I know. Um, yeah, again, this is where it starts to feel like a dark art. Um,
0: and I think this is like another really good kind of intersection with game development because again a lot of people don't understand what it takes to make a video game understand how these games come together and like we were saying earlier there are people who still feel as like you know this magical force that nobody can ever really understand (laughs) but at the end of the day there is you know hard work and there's that technical aspect that goes into this that even though a lot of people will never understand or be able to comprehend it It's kind of what separates the successes from the failures.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, And I'd also say, if anyone is thinking about trying to be a voice actor, spend as much time as you can listening to developers, you know, listening to talks online, working out what their job actually is, Mm -hmm. so that when you come in at that point of the project, you understand why you're saying the things you are, and how you fit into the bigger machine of the game. Um, and I really, I really enjoy hearing developers talk about their projects, um, particularly when they get really excited about it. That's always lovely. Uh, and I, I sort of regard what they do as kind of magical, in that I know it's not really magic; it's just hard work. Uh, and then they regard what I do as kind of magical, and we, we both admire each other, <laughs> and then feel very relieved we don't have the other's job. <laughs>
0: and um going back to what you said a minute ago about kind of trying to match the voice to the person like that is definitely something like even like for myself that still seems like that magical quality of you know uh, you're using like art witchcraft to figure out how to get this to (laughs) all work and it is something like for consumers listening as well that for people who watch animated shows or play video games they're hearing you know the final voice so to them that voice and that person works but for somebody like you like you're kind of, you were responsible for getting to that point of finding that voice
1: Mm-hmm. yeah it's not always easy um, I think a lot of people, will come to it with a very strong idea of particular vocal qualities and part of my job is teasing out how much of that is based around assumptions and how much of that is really the core of the character mm-hmm. uh, so you know you have your typical hero guy and he has a gravelly voice because he has seen war etc and so the the developer thinks they need that kind of that really gravelly voice <laughs> um, which is in so many other games. Uh, and it can feel like, but that's what all those games did, and they're successful, so I should do the same. <laughs> and my logic is, we've already done that. Why don't we do something different and unexpected? Okay. Um, and so when you think about, say, for example, the action hero, what are the reasons that he sounds that way? Why do you think he sounds that way? Um, and maybe kind of turn that on its head and, and think about who that person would be to get to that point at that point in time and for wherever you're setting this and what things would influence what they would sound and then you can come up with something really authentic and mm-hmm. interesting and and that makes you go well i could play any number of these first person shooters but this one seems different mm-hmm. and that's interesting for me
0: and Again, like, I'm liking there's so many parallels between, like, game development and voice acting as we're talking. Like, there have been plenty of developers who have chased, you know, whatever's the hot new idea. You know, Call of Duty did really well. Uh, let me make the next Call of Duty or the next Minecraft or Five Nights at Freddy's and so on and so on. And the problem, of course, is if you're chasing somebody else, you're always going to be directly competing with them. as you said you're just going to be doing the same thing so why yes, should anyone and, care about your game
1: and particularly because of the time involved mm-hmm. in making a game you're often doing it two three four years afterwards yep. and that can feel really old hats and you think but this game four years ago did this and everyone loved it and you're like you know it, it, i you know i, I always joke about it. you you must be at the vanguard of the zeitgeist <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very pretentious way of saying you've got to be out in front. Mm-hmm. And the way that you get out in front, one of the ways at least, is to make personal choices, make authentic choices that suit the project you're making. So instead of being an imitation of something somebody else did that you think is successful, so that's maybe what you should do, you get to make the thing that you want to make. And that's really exciting, I think, from for anyone
0: Definitely. I mean, what we saw last year with games like Untitled Goose Game and Disco Elysium taking top honors and just like coming out of nowhere to surprise a lot of people.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, I was very excited with both of those. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, uh, in terms of again uh, being like being uh, called in as a casting director, uh, and like as you're saying, like some people like just knowing enough wars but not knowing the whole process. I remember, like, reading a few books about kind of writing characters and coming up with, like, per- uh, primary and secondary personality traits and things like that. Okay. When you're brought in and a developer's, like, talking to you, like, how much do they, like, Like, is there, like, a different terms of, like, what they gave you in terms of starting out? Like, in terms of, I came up with five characters, you know, boy girl girl boy boy heres you know their entire backstories or do they just say like <laughs> I need three voices you know what do I do <laughs>
1: <laughs> the answer is yes to both of those <laughs> um, it really it it can really depend it's it's an interesting exercise in understanding that other people cannot reach into your mind and you know you might say oh there's just these three characters and they're just blah you know they're, they're just these <laughs> standard three characters just do that Mm -hmm. um and what you end up with is auditions that sound derivative um and they don't really have much life in them um so i tried to get an overall sense of the style of the game um and whether there's any kind of pop culture references uh so you know, sometimes animation style comes up, sometimes other games come up, um, and it's worth just kind of having a listen to lots of different games and the voice acting styles because they can be really different. Um, so again, on Bertram Fiddle, it's terribly declamatory, and it has a lot more to do with theatrical <laughs> performance. Um, and for that one, I was actually six feet away from the microphone. <laughs> so you just got a very quiet version of her. Uh, and then other games it's almost like indie films really just realistic acting mm-hmm. um and I, I sometimes refer to that as acting with eye contact um so it's like you're in a close-up the kind of close-up acting that you would do really small really intimate mm-hmm. play um, so that gives you your overall style um and then you drill down into who each of those people is and and what they're for in the game because that's that's quite a big the big
0: thing. And we've certainly seen, again, over the last ten years in particular, a lot of developers really raising that bar in terms of storytelling. Mm. And mm. I've had discussions with developers and some of my uh, fans about this. That, like, we've gone from the days of your princess in another castle beat the bad guy to games such as Gone Home, uh, Her mm-hmm. Story, What Remains of E Finch. And It's very, I think, not only is it very fascinating, but I think it'd be very jarring for people, like again, from the outside looking in, thinking that, you know, what kind of stories can video games actually tell? And we are really seeing some amazing things coming out of the independent space.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And as a performer, that's tremendously exciting for me. Um, Sometimes when I meet people who don't know much about video games, they go, ha ha, is it all... Bleepy, bloopy, (laughs) bang, (laughs) bang. For me as a performer, video games have given me an extraordinary space in which to explore being things, doing things I could just never imagine. And uh, it's stuff that isn't impacted by how I look, uh, which Mm. film acting is very much, you end up playing yourself in slightly different jumpers. Um, But, in games i don't necessarily even have to be human um and i can create entire worlds around my voice it's it's really thrilling as a performer to have that kind of freedom and i think games i think we're going to see more of that in the future games are going to become the place to really talk about uh you know that the sort of nitty-gritty of being a person Mm -hmm. and that that really interesting stuff uh yeah, I, it's, it's going to be a very exciting time. I'm really, yeah, I'm really looking forward
0: to uh, it. Me too, because I'm doing like presentations and talks about game development. So <laughs> it's definitely great. And it's something I've been telling a lot of people about, about kind of elevating this talk about what goes into game development. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you had a chance to watch any like, you know, of like the videos and kind of the live stuff that we do on the Game Wilson YouTube channel, but we've had discussions about, trying to raise that discourse on game design. Just as we've been talking about with voice acting, that there's a lot that goes into this that many people don't understand and can't quantify. Mm -hmm. And it can be the difference between a successful or a failure of a project.
1: No, no, I absolutely agree. Um, And I think if there's any point of the project where you're going, oh, just bash something together, it'll Mm -hmm. be fine, no one will care, that's... uh yeah. I admit to being something of a recovering perfectionist anyway. Um, <laughs> but I think I don't think there's room to sort of do a half assed job, really. I think, yeah, I think that's one of the interesting things about this podcast is that you're really drilling down into that stuff <laughs> as well. And, you know, not, nothing is just insert word.
0: <laughs> yep. And just write some code. <laughs> oh, yeah. We could certainly have a little uh, fun with, like, saying, like, the misconceptions for the indie devs listening, you know, just do, finish in a weekend, you know, you can add multiplayer (laughs) in 24 hours. (laughs) And, yeah, and again, like, that's always been one of the major aspects of these successes, that for looking from the outside in... As you said, people just saying, oh, they just did this, you know, they just, you know, copied so-and-so, now they're millionaires. But it never works like that. There's so much work that goes into these things that, again, unless you've actually spoken or you've worked with those people – you would never know about. And, like, again, one of my all-time favorite examples is when I spoke with the developers of The Darkest Dungeon, one of my favorite games of the last decade, and they were working on that game, like, over a year before it even went to Kickstarter. And a lot of people, again, don't understand how much it took to get that game to be successful.
1: Yes, um, and I think when I'm working on a project... I do always feel really honored that they're going to trust me with this. Um I and also that they have maybe made a terrible decision. <laughs> 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 that I the more that I understand about the work that goes into it particularly for indie developers who are doing dozens mm-hmm. of different things all at once, um the the more respect I have for it. Um yeah, and mm-hmm. that maybe I don't want to do that. <laughs> This will come back to bite me when I become a developer, won't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Probably. They'll, they'll pull this cast up. <laughs> now, uh, one thing that I wanted to touch on that you said a few minutes ago regarding uh, people entering, like the voice acting side of things. Uh, yes. This is something that I've heard from, other, uh, from another voice actor I spoke to again last year, that it has become, I think, a lot more open in terms of, like, again, like, for people, like, listening, there are those who think that game developer is that, gre- that dream job that you just sit around all day and play <laughs> video games. Just as I'm sure there's people who think that voice acting is, you get to make wacky voices in a sound booth and get paid for every word you say. And yes. <laughs> it is... <laughs> And I guess, like, what would you say would be, like, kind of, like, the biggest, like, misconception people have about voice acting, like, especially for anyone new or anyone who's starting out while I, or listening to this right now? Um,
1: this is going to sound counterintuitive, but it isn't about your voice. <laughs> uh, I, I will meet somebody sort of uh, usually once a month at this point who <laughs> goes, oh, you're a voice actor. I'd love to do that. I've got a really wacky voice that I do. He- and then I, I have to sort of smile and nod through like the hundredth robert de niro that i've heard <laughs> and um the the thing that gets you hired as a voice actor yes some vocal quality is part of it but what you're really hiring is the brain behind it mm-hmm. uh, the acting ability the understanding um mm-hmm really good actors always want to understand why people do things. Even when that person is awful and the awful thing they're doing is to you. Um, <laughs> it's just this really odd personality type where we just need to get into other people's shoes and work out why they're doing things. Um, and that's that's the, the thing that's really going to make you a voice actor. Mm-hmm. It's also definitely about acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever I speak to people who want to, break into voice acting the first thing i do is suggest acting classes very specifically improv classes uh, and they quite often sort of disappear at that point they sort of fade away um because there's an, a sense that it's just talking um uh, which doesn't understand how intensely physical voice acting is yes. You'll find some voice actors who sort of loiter around the edges of being well-known because they can do a thousand different accents and all of that stuff. But nothing they're doing is really acting acting. It's um, it's doing voices and that can be really useful for some projects. But if you want to do things like leading roles and different styles of games, you have to have proper acting jobs you have to be able to kind of reach inside yourself Mm -hmm. and imagine that you're in someone else's shoes and then make the words fit that experience Mm -hmm. um and obviously i'm going to say that my job is much harder than it seems of course i am (laughs) 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 but um yeah i think the understanding that it's just a bunch of funny voices and not much else that's the big the big misunderstanding
0: and I think you hit the nail on the head there when you when you again you use the term acting that mm-hmm. it's not just somebody standing in a booth reading a script for hours on end that you are getting into that role and yeah. it is again something that I've heard a lot of people have is that misconception the same thing again with game development that you're just sitting there playing video games or you're doing <laughs> very little work and. It's unfortunately something that when the whole thing with the uh, Sagaptorist strike right, kind of broke out, I think that was like mid of the last decade, maybe a little bit later or a little bit earlier than that, that a lot of like, gamers and consumers are just like, who cares about the voice actors? They're just making wacky voices. Like, what do they <laughs> bring to this game? Like, why should yeah. we care about them?
1: And I would say to challenge that, uh, you certainly know when the voice acting's wrong. Yes. Uh, I, I, depending on the style of game, I often say that my job as a voice actor is to be invisible. Mm-hmm. That I, I'm almost kind of inside the player's head, and anything that I do that draws attention to the fact that I am in a room here and the microphone is there, and then there's a wire, and then it, you know, mm. a, as soon as they're aware of that, or they're aware that I'm acting really hard, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that pulls them out of the experience. Um, and yeah, the the, the idea that good voice acting is the stuff that really shreds your voice and the screaming and shouting, it takes a lot out of you. But yes. the really interesting, subtle stuff, the stuff where you didn't even register it the first time you played and the second time through you go, oh, that's why she does that. Um, that stuff, uh, yeah. You certainly know when someone has just like set up with their laptop and they're just mm-hmm. kind of shouting the script mm-hmm. and they don't really know why they're saying what they're saying. You, you, you do really register that there's voice acting happening and it pulls you right out of the game. I mean, you can Google terrible voice acting in games. There are montages oh, yes. out there to delight you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it is very tough for a lot of people to understand. I think you, you made a really good point there that the best voice voice acting almost becomes invisible to the consumer they're not seeing it as a voice actor or a voice actress they're seeing it as just this character talking
1: yeah and so it can be very difficult to then say and we should also be paid union rates (laughs) um or you know this is a real job this isn't just something i'm kind of doing on the side of something else this is Mm. this is my actual job this is my actual job
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's always good to say that once in a while
1: (laughs) yes yeah no I, i was working with an actor recently and we were just doing a scene together and and after we'd cut he looks at me really intensely and he says we get paid for this. <laughs> just the level of glee was just, it was just so lovely. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> like, can you believe it? <laughs> and like we were saying, with kind of this growing acceptance, and again, like this bar that's being raised in terms of game design and voice acting, that as we were saying, like I think it is going to become more of a factor. And this kind of gets at the other topic that we wanted to bring up for this cast and that is talking about when and when not to have voice acting in your game now earlier we mentioned of course that ch- just like when it comes to marketing it's not something you want to say for the last month of your project that does not seem oh, to help here
1: no but it still happens and mm-hmm. i am available to help with those scenarios <laughs> it's very much kind of break glass in case of voice acting emergency (laughs) (laughs) what
0: Um, oh go
1: ahead it was just uh, that when I kind of contacted you to say I had this idea for a a thing to talk about when you shouldn't have voice acting and that seems completely counterintuitive I should want every single game to have voice acting very specifically a British voice actor (laughs) who sounds like me Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) but As as a player and as someone who's you know brought in sometimes very last minute, uh, there are certain situations when voice acting isn't the right choice. Um, Yeah, hopefully it won't be too negative.
0: (laughs) And I guess my next question then is, what kind of games or what kind of projects do you feel that voice acting may be a detriment as opposed to adding to that project?
1: I'm not sure I can say broadly a particular style. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, the the example I always use is the difference between Darkside Detective and Yorkshire Gubbins. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with those two. They're both brilliant, mm-hmm. uh, and they're, they're both pixel art uh, adventure games, and they're episodic. Um, and Dark Side Detective does not have voice acting, yeah. and it's perfect. I hear their voices in my head when I play. <laughs> and you know maybe they could have got voice actors in and it would have been you know i don't think it would have been to the detriment of the game but it works as it is and i don't necessarily think they should mess with that whereas yorkshire gubbins is very strongly connected to being in yorkshire so charlotte gore uses uh, voice actors who come from yorkshire to do the um do the fantastic voices there. I love the Yorkshire accent, by the way. Um, and I worked on one of the episodes, one of the last episodes, and I said, can I work on it if I'm Southern? And she says, yes, but you'll have to be a baddie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that game is so strongly linked with things like the sarcasm that British people are famous for and sort of uh, understated comedy and just little, little things in the intonation that tell you a lot and it also meant that she could do a musical episode which you don't see in a lot of games Uh, and that was kind of incredible Mm -hmm. to work on as well that there's there's like six songs in this one little episode Um, and I've been looking at those two examples going well what is it about those two and it's sometimes just a question of it just feels right. Which doesn't really help anyone. Uh, <laughs> but those are two interesting examples to take a look at and maybe reflect on. Why does that work? Why does that not work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm.
0: And I did play a Dark Side Detective and I enjoyed that one. And I think like, like for myself as a consumer who plays like, a lot of these games, I think it depends a lot on kind of like the conversations or the dialogue mm-hmm. in them. Like, if we're dealing with, like, very short sentences, very, like, curt responses, like, it doesn't seem like voice acting, at least to me, has that much of an impact because the the conversations are so short. But if we're talking about something that there's a lot of dialogue, like, we're talking about, like, minutes at a time of people discussing things, it mm-hmm. seems like the voice acting really does bring something when you're able to kind of associate voice to that, I think, length of a duration.
1: Yes, um... Yeah, I think I'd agree with you about the length of dialogue. But I'd actually say when there's sort of short, pithy dialogues, you mm-hmm. can crowbar a lot more information in with the voice about mm-hmm. who those people are and use things like subtext to refer back to previous histories and things like that uh, and do it in a really economical way. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't necessarily think it's about the length okay. of the dialogue Um, And sometimes if you've got quite chunky dialogue and the text is on screen, you'll find the person is, you know, the player is reading along as the characters and it it can, it just can be a bit of a, it can suck all the energy out of it if it's not done super, super well.
0: Yeah. And I've played, I'm sure the people listening have played plenty of games like that, where by the time I finish reading the paragraph, the voice actor maybe is only like a quarter of the way done with that whole (laughs) paragraph.
1: Yeah, and that's okay. That's a problem in the writing process yeah. as well, that they should have a think about that. Uh, and that's again going back to what I was saying about making the player sit back and become passive. You mm-hmm. just say, Well, I have to get through this. I've got to find out all this lore. <laughs> um, and sometimes it's worth looking at this chunk and you go, Oh, I've worked on this. For months, it's beautiful. Every adjective is perfect,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I'll come in and go. Can you say it in three sentences? And and you can see the their little heart is breaking. <laughs> you, you you've got to kill it. I'm sorry, mm-hmm.
2: like
1: just because you worked really hard on it doesn't mean it works in the you know in the in the game as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can be tough. Uh, the thing that I always tell developers to do, and it gets me a lot of glowers. Um, is read your script aloud, and the amount of pushback I get against that is incredible. Mm. Go, no, no, I'm not. I'm not a professional voice actor. I'm not going to do it justice. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it. And I sort of go, humor me. Just mm. try reading it out loud. And mm. within a few sentences, you can see them going, <laughs> uh oh, right, okay, I will. I will start crossing things out. Uh, read it aloud. It's the cheapest way of avoiding a lot of problems in the booth. Is just try it out loud Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) again like it's so weird when when we talk about these kinds of conversations because as you just said like there are people who think I'll just add more words you know I'll make this person say we'll have them just talk for like an hour straight and I'm sure it'll be this you know artistic and thought provoking (sighs) moment and I think like ultimately it always feels like less is more when it comes to these kinds of conversations
1: yes yeah, absolutely. Um, and and again, yeah, thinking about if you really do need words, whether sounds, breaths can do that, uh, which feels terribly artless. But a- actually, unless the style of your game is very verbose um, and it, you know people are speaking in a particularly mannered way, again, the job of the words is to just slip under the radar into the player's mind and just get in there and do what you need it to do. Um, and again, if you're like, "Oh, the writing is really beautiful and flowery, you're not in the game anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, uh, we've been talking about the Avengers genre for yes. the better part of this cast. Are there any games from non or any other genres of games that uh, you've either particularly enjoyed their writing or enjoy playing or have had really good examples of voice acting?
1: Oh, gosh, that's a lot of questions in <laughs> one. Um, I I work in various different field. So uh Drone Swarm, which is coming out this year as well. Um I get to be a you'll you'll be shocked by this. I get to be very sarcastic in it. (laughs) (laughs) Um and that is uh it's a space-based battle game where you can control thousands of drones. Uh and I'm making it sound really boring. It's really fun. Um and I just do a lot of like shouting of the you know they're coming around the side captain um that was that was not a good line (laughs) my improv skills obviously need sharpening up um and that's really fun to just uh, to imagine that you're in the middle of a battle and the music is rising up and the noise is going off and you have to shout over this imaginary battle but what you're actually in is a silent padded room (laughs) (laughs) and just having that um I I kind of call it personal VR inside your own head. You're Mm -hmm. in this game and you have to imagine all of the different things. Sometimes the music hasn't even been composed yet. We don't know exactly what those drones are going to sound like yet. (laughs) So I have to kind of imagine all of it. And I'm also maybe flying a spaceship (laughs) and i which I love doing I'll be honest with you is a lot of fun Um, and just kind of getting that tone right uh, so that when it's sitting in the game it it sounds appropriate and again doesn't pull you out of the situation because you know if I was speaking very calmly and then we put all the sound effects and the visuals over that it's just going to seem really odd um And if I go too far the other way and it's too shouty, (laughs) that can also be like, stop shouting at me. (laughs) Um, That's a a thing that I come across a lot. When you're doing barks and Mm -hmm. you don't have control about when they happen, (laughs) well, you have to give lots of different options because otherwise it's all shouting up here and then this is happening over here and then that's <laughs> happening over here and eventually you stop listening to me because everything is shouting! <laughs> um, and learning to kind of create nuance within the shouting um, is a really interesting challenge for me. Um, uh, yeah, that <laughs> I, I find that really
0: interesting. <laughs> and I was just about to bring up like games where like the voice acting is just like Various barks, you know, people saying "yes, commander," and "look yes. out!" Ah, oh, and that's just <laughs> it. And I look. I hope you enjoy Maya' uh, lovely range of screams was, right that there. That was
1: wonderful, darling. Thank you,
0: thank you for that. <laughs> there's some acting for you for the people listening to us, <laughs> and like for like those games where it's just like nothing. Like there's no real like dialogue or no real conversation to them it is just all barks does voice acting like is that a game where voice acting is ha- is actually helping the title or is it more or less just becoming like you know like a noise in the player's ears at that point
1: um, i actually think it's both in mm-hmm. a good way in that yes you are a noise in the player's ear so i think particularly when you're in say warfare situations mm-hmm. um that can be really Helpful that you're just hearing the noises of people being injured or doing things around you. It creates the atmosphere that you're in the middle of things. Um, there's a there's a thing, and I, I can't quite put my finger on why this works, but I, I sometimes refer to it as the the Blair Witch issue. That sometimes even when the visuals aren't necessarily up to scratch or you know, or if you're working in pixel art, for example. Um, as long as the voice acting, as long as the audio really works, it sells everything. So if you think about Blair Witch, there's a lot of, you know, obviously shaky camera work, et cetera, but you can always hear exactly mm-hmm. what they're saying and all of the terrified noises they're making. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that creates that sense of immersion. Um, yeah, so for, for Barks, I think it can be mm-hmm. tempting to just go, oh, they're just saying ouch a lot. Um, Yeah, but what kind of ouch? Um, What kinds of pain? What levels of pain? All of this stuff. And you can kind of inject that straight into the player's mind with a noise uh, that you wouldn't necessarily be able to do any other way.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and... With a lot of, like, that kind of bringing that emotion in, that's another thing that we can really see as kind of, like, the difference between low- and high-quality voice acting in games, Mm -hmm. where on the low-end, you just have people, again, like you said earlier, you're just, like, saying text. Like, I'm angry. This Mm -hmm. is, you know, I'm... Or they'll just, like, reading, like, 20 minutes of exposition. Mm -hmm. And on the higher end of the side, as you said, it's really about... Bringing in, bringing that sense of personality to the character, and yeah, I think again for a lot of developers and even consumers listening, it's not something that they're really actively thinking about.
1: Mm-hmm. I think I think probably the biggest, um, the biggest difference between sort of. Good and bad voice acting. I, I hesitate to use those terms, but do you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> high quality, low quality, whatever. Is mm-hmm. the sense of context, and it's the other thing that I'm constantly banging on about. Is that quite often you'll hear voice acting, and it will register as bad because it isn't sitting in the context of everything else. You know, all all of the W questions: What am I doing? Where am I? Why am I doing this? All of those sorts of questions. If, if the person who's reading those lines doesn't know those things, they'll give a very kind of neutral or even a kind of guesswork Mm -hmm. performance and it just won't sit with everything else. Um, and you can give your voice actor lots of context with everything that you have already. So if you have music already, send it to the voice actors if you have art especially if you have character art mm-hmm. send it to us because sometimes we'll you know we'll look at somebody and go oh they sound like this person that I met on the bus the other day mm-hmm. oh yes and or you know and you'll be able to kind of draw things out of them um and it, it, yeah it's it sounds like a a weird kind of divining but it's just about the voice sitting in the context of the style of the game again the style of the art what you're trying to achieve with the game and the more that you can give us so that we'll sit in that context the the better inverted commas uh, the voice acting will be and often that's that's what you're hearing when you're when you're going oh bad voice acting <laughs>
0: And speaking about giving voice actors the information they need, this mm-hmm. next question is something that I ask people who do PR and marketing, but I think it also applies here. How early do you think a developer should start thinking about voice acting or start looking at adding voice acting to their game during the development process?
1: Oh, I mean, again, I'm biased because I'm going to say early, mm-hmm. Um I think you should have a sense when you're first you know playing around with the idea mm-hmm. whether it would have voice acting. And obviously you can change that you know later to go back to voice acting or remove voice acting. but it's just something to think about as part of the whole rather than an auxiliary thing that you tack on mm-hmm. at the end. So I tend to say it's a little bit like you think about art style, and it's quite difficult to separate art style from a lot of games because they're so fundamental yeah. to the style of the game and the themes of the game and i think voice acting could be the same um and again i say this a lot however long you think voice acting is going to take you <laughs> double it uh because there's there's so much involved in making the voice acting work that it has to happen earlier in the project uh, so for example on dance of death de Lack and Faye um Jessica Saunders at Salix uh, is very familiar with voice acting and is a fantastic voice director and she actually locked in an awful lot of the voice acting, I think at least a year or so before the game came out, maybe more than that, two years, I think for the main characters um, and I that's quite unusual for me sort of, thinking about waiting a year or so to hear the project. Um, But she felt for that project, which is, uh, if you don't know what it is, it's uh, Arthurian legends trying to track down uh, the Ripper murderer in Victorian London. Um, which is fantastic fun. Uh, and what she wanted was to create this sense of what London was like then, what it was like to be amongst all of the people of London. So there's lots of different accents. There's lots of different characters experiencing different things. And there's lots of things you can kind of overhear that don't relate to the main plots, but they add this colour. And she very clearly heard the project through the voice acting and lavished a lot of attention on it. Um, And I think the voice acting on it is incredibly successful in what it's trying to do. Um, But I do feel like, gosh, that must be really terrifying to have all the voice acting locked in because it locks in so many other things, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And and again, there's so many parallels to game development, because I say the same thing to developers, or we've talked about this, that however long you think it's going to take to design the game, probably double, triple it, or for a lot of cases, quadruple it in terms of development scope.
1: Yes, um, and there's also a tendency, if you're an indie developer and you're strapped for cash, is that you'll bring in an amateur voice, because it's cheap, mm-hmm. Um but it will take you so much longer. No, no disrespect meant to amateur voices. There are some incredible ones out there. But if you are really pressed for time and you don't really know what you're doing, sometimes the cheapest way to pay is with money um, and just give it to somebody who, who's a safe pair of hands. That sort of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. So um doing a quick time check. We are just over oh, yeah. an hour in. I think I am just about out of questions. Are there... <laughs> Any topics regarding voice acting or uh, casting that we haven't touched on yet that you'd like to bring up?
1: Well, I did kind of want to work through my list of the times when you don't need mm-hmm. voice acting. Okay. Again, it feels really negative. Um, I, I kind of feel like this should have a little jingle on it or something. <laughs> Sally's advice, when you don't need voice acting, bling ding <laughs> Cut that part. Um, <laughs> um so okay so my top reason is uh that you shouldn't have voice acting is because you think you should mm-hmm. because AAA do it it's just a thing you should do isn't it it's what everyone else is doing just mm-hmm. add the voice acting uh, i don't know why i don't know what it's for <laughs> just you know that's just part of being a developer right um take the time to assess whether the voice acting suits what you're trying to do and i do say take the time because it can be quite difficult to kind of turn it over in your mind and understand what your perception of a game is and what a game should be and whether that's what you're making or what you want to make um So if you have a lot of dialogue and it's your first time working with voices, you have to start small and manageable because the process takes a lot of time. Um, So you're adapting the script to suit spoken language rather than written language. And then you're making character decisions about their sound, about their accent, where are they from, um, how are they feeling in each of the scenes. And then you have to go out there and find these people who you can communicate, who will sound the way that you want them to sound and impart all of your decisions to them it's a lot <laughs> <laughs> um, and the same kind of goes for if you have a lot of different characters um, because then you either have to find a small number of voices who can convincingly do a lot of different voices and the word convincingly is important here, um, or you're going to have to cast lots and lots of voices and then deal with the expense of that and how time-consuming recording with so many different people can be and then the availability. I <laughs> see. It's a lot. Um, another reason not to have voice acting is if it's a last-minute decision. Uh <laughs> yeah, I think we covered that pretty well. But um, yeah, it, it takes a long time, um, and it's not something to tack onto the end of the project. Although sometimes voice acting can actually save a project if it's really struggling. Um, you can sort of take it up a couple of notches with some decent voice acting. You kind of paper over a few things, but that is not not a good reason to go for it if maybe it's your first time with voice actors. Um, (laughs) I've actually got a a note in front of me that says overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Do do not add in voice acting if you're already feeling overwhelmed by making your game. Mm -hmm. It will make you more overwhelmed. I really don't want voice acting to break somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My final point, and you knew this was coming, uh, don't use voice acting if you can't pay us properly. Mm -hmm. There will be someone out there that will do it for like $10 and you might really get lucky and someone is amazing and, you know, you can get away with their studio not being as good as it might be. You can probably get away with it, but that may be that uncertainty. is really stressful. Um, yeah, but it can be very time consuming to work through all of the different people. Who might volunteer at that rate and work out which ones are going to do a professional job and and suit the project, um, and when everyone's getting paid, there's a certain level of professionalism you can expect mm-hmm. uh, and a certain standard to the audio as well. So it's just, just it just helps you rest a bit easier.
0: <laughs> hmm. Yeah, and like you said, like for a lot of developers out there, it's the same thing with rushing or I guess quote unquote rushing into doing a very elaborate, very high production project that if you don't know what you're getting into, you're going to be overwhelmed by it. And it has sunk, unfortunately, a lot of first-time or even more veteran developers seeing that they can do it all on their own.
1: Yes, uh, and reaching out, even if it's uh, you know a, a colleague, I do get lots of emails from developers I know going, uh hypothetically how would this happen and i will talk to them about it and that that can be can be very helpful um i do i do usually two game jams every year i do adventure jam and i do ink jam and the reason i do them is because i want to kind of give developers a chance to work with voice actors away from their main big scary project so there's a lot of pressure on the jam But it's really different than the one where you have to put it out there and make money from it. Um, And the feedback I usually get is, oh, I did not realize it was this complicated uh, to make the words come out of somebody's (laughs) mouth. And, you know, that's a really valuable lesson. Um, And quite often the developers will get incredibly excited because it somehow elevates the whole project up to being more exciting when it's got the voice acting over the top Uh, and it it can really really sell a lot of developers on the idea that we do actually have a skill and it is actually useful
0: (laughs) (laughs) now uh, one thing that I was thinking about as a question like in terms of kind of like the style of games like we've spoken again a lot about the adventure genre sorry about that there must have been a loud noise let me uh, record that again Three, two, one. Now, one thing that came to my mind as another question is that we've been speaking a lot about the adventure genre, where it's characters obviously conversing with other characters. But we've also seen titles where the main character is either supposed to be the player or there's no other characters in the world, or at least mm-hmm. no other voice, or no other like characters that you can discuss with. Um, survival games are a big example, Minecraft, etc. For those kinds of games where it's, I guess, just like one person essentially having a conversation with themselves, does voice acting, I guess, add it to that kind of experience?
1: Yes, it can do. Uh, if something that you're aiming for is a sense of real loneliness of being very alone in the world. Maybe not. Um, again, I'd hate to be absolute about it. Again, I'm already imagining a game where it would actually be more lonely to be talking to yourself constantly. Uh, the way that a lot of people sort of narrate themselves mm-hmm. as they're going about their day-to-day lives. Um, and That that actually struck me as very lonely while I was thinking about it. So again, it's not absolute. But the, the thing that i was saying before is that the, the voice can add this human element and if your game doesn't have any other humans in it can really help center the humanity of the player character or the individual um, and it also gives you a little bit of an insight into what's going on in their head um yeah i, I do quite like the sort of interior monologue stuff <laughs> uh that can be quite interesting to play around with
0: yeah, and I'm sure there maybe a developer trying to do something just that somewhere mm-hmm. right now.
1: That's the exciting thing. That even when you joke about a game idea that will be completely ridiculous, someone is out there making it, and you know it'll be fantastic. Um, whenever I receive uh, an audition request or a job offer, I kind of look at them and go. I would never have imagined that in a million <laughs> years. But I'm also really glad someone is out there making that awesome. Um, yeah, <laughs> the the imagination in, in of game developers is something that I'm always so impressed with. Um,
0: <laughs> Great. Just yeah. yeah, and yeah, but it's one of the reasons why I like to do this and talk to them because. I, obviously you know this as well as i do like there's just so many crazy stories out there and i've heard so many just fascinating tales about how these games came together
1: <laughs> yeah exactly the, the the sort of bizarre alchemy of things that can happen uh, games that come from somebody says an odd sentence in a in a conversation and somebody grabs that <laughs> and a mere 400 years later, the game is born. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there are a lot of developers. You just uh, made them very depressed with that. <laughs> sentence I'm <there>. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: it, it's, it is really interesting if you work in any other field of acting, because it can be very fast. Um, and seeing how slowly games go can be very odd. So, at the moment, I'm thinking of all of the different projects that I am not allowed to talk about right now, and they're really awesome, and I am very excited about it, and I'm really pleased with what I've done on them. I cannot talk about it maybe for another year, and it can be very hard to kind of manage all of that and keep the momentum of one's career going if, you know, you'll do a fantastic performance and you're going to have to wait 18 months before you can talk about it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's gotta to be tough especially again like if, as you said earlier you're only working on a Harold Halibut and a few other projects too
1: yes <laughs> um, I'm so looking forward to Harold Howell <laughs> <Hallibans. laughs> and I still can't say why it's killing me uh, no it's they, that was one of the projects that was just uniformly lovely everyone <laughs> was genuinely so lovely um, just really brilliant and I didn't have to audition for that one which was Terribly flattering. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, They just kind of knew that they wanted my personality on board and we'd work out the fine detail when I got there, which is lovely and terrifying. Um, Oh, I do have a game coming out on the 12th of February, uh, depending on when this is finished. Uh, Veritas uh, is a very interesting kind of dystopian puzzle game. Um, And I get to play a human and an AI in it. So I'm looking forward to <laughs> right. I do a lot of AIs.
0: <laughs> I guess here's, I guess, one uh, final question, at least more about the work process. Okay. When you're on job doing voice acting, like um, how long does it normally take, like in terms of like the overall process? I mean, obviously if somebody writes let's say, three minutes of dialogue. I think we can all say they assume it takes more than three minutes to actually get that perfect.
1: I mean, you saying it like that's obvious. Mm -hmm. Um, I have spoken to people that just assume, flick record, say the words, turn it off, we're done. (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, three minutes can take ten minutes, or it can take, like, 12 hours. It really depends (laughs) on what you want out of those three minutes and whether the voice actor is getting what you're meaning as well, because that can be very frustrating, the kind of directing back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's. It's one of those, how long is a piece of string sort of answers? Um, but there's a lot of work that you can do before the recording session that will then make the recording session faster, but also a lot less stressful and, dare I say it, fun um it honestly is fun i promise <laughs> i've just remembered this is a, a terrible shameless plug now um that i did a talk at Adventurex in 2018 where i kind of talk through working on your first voice acting session and all the prep that you can do before the session to make it go as easily as possible um so that is on my website and it's on the adventure x youtube channel and it was just I just wanted to put that information out there okay. um, so that it was a bit less terrifying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so I guess with that, just some final wrap-up questions for you, and then I sure. will let you go for this evening. Okay, so the first one is, for any developers listening to this right now, are there any useful resources out there in terms of either finding voice actors improving their own like knowledge about you know writing for games or preparing to have voice acting in their games that you'd like to mention now
1: um obviously no one has ever done a talk about voice acting before <laughs> only only watch mine uh, there's there's lots of really useful uh, resources if you kind of google around that sounds really vague <laughs> um but try and follow some voice actors on twitter i'm very active on twitter and uh, share a lot of the process that I'm going through and uh, respond to questions and have you know little discussions with other voice actors as well. And that can just be quite helpful from a, an information gathering point of view, but also just taking some of the fear out of it. That we're, just, we're just people who can <laughs> do a skill that you need sometimes, and here we are. Um, I think one of the big things to consider is if you don't know any voice actors and you don't know anybody else who knows voice actors say other developers um when you put a casting out on something like twitter be as specific as possible be more specific than you could ever imagine because mm-hmm. everybody on twitter will go oh yeah no i could conceivably do that mm-hmm. here is my reel and you'll <laughs> get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of applications and that will add to the overwhelm so as specific as you can be um and just listen a lot to your favorite games. Even if it's a game that you don't necessarily associate with, inverted commas, good voice acting, have a think about how the voice acting sits within the game and maybe what they're doing there. And that can be a really helpful thing because you do know what you want. You've been playing games quite often your whole life. You you know what it is. It's just about having the confidence to ask for it. Um Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right and then uh finally for voice actors or perspective voice acting are there any useful resources for them out there in terms of getting their feet wet or learning essential tips and tricks etc cetera, etc cetera?
1: oh that would take an additional hour <laughs> <laughs> There is obviously, the the main point I want to say is voice acting is full. Uh, we don't need any more voice actors. I can cover everything and I can be <laughs> cast as anything. Just go away. Don't compete with me. Uh, no, I, I love new voice actors and their energy, particularly if they play games as well. They have that innate understanding of mm-hmm. why they're saying what they're saying. Um, and again, it's that thing where you need to focus on acting skills, acting lessons, improv lessons, even getting Amdram experience, amateur dramatics, amateur theatre, mm-hmm. just to give yourself a feel of what it's like putting yourself into the world of a game. Um, and don't focus so much on trying to do a thousand different accents or all, all of the different things. There's, there's a few voice actors that can honestly do anything uh, and they're incredible but actually a lot of us are working in our real voice or some version of our real voice and that's that's your money voice that's that's what's really unique about you um so for years i didn't use my real accent on stuff like podcasts or uh, corporate videos uh and i feel like an absolute fool now because it wo- it, it gets me so much work <laughs> <laughs> and i thought nobody wants this Like, no one wants to hear this weird Milton Keynes accent. That's where I'm from. Um, (laughs) But actually, it's what's unique about me. And I also used to kind of tamp down things like my sense of humor, uh, my weird, desperate need to make puns in every situation. (laughs) You can see why I work in adventure games, right? (laughs) Puns all the time. Uh, And as soon as I started leaning into the things that made me weird, the things that made me, I suppose, in my own head, not professional—I don't know what that means anymore. But being myself, being myself as much as possible, meant that developers could really connect with that. Um, and it also meant that I was not suitable for some things, and making my peace with the fact that I am not for everyone, and that's okay. Um, there's a tendency when you begin to want to be everything to all people, um, and I'm sure developers do this as well with their games. If you try to please all the people all the time, you tend to please none of the people. And you certainly don't please yourself. Um, and if you are going to be a voice actor, you've got to do it because you love it. Because it's mad. Um, I've received at least, I think, three rejections today and I didn't even flinch. I get rejected professionally. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I I have to kind of, jump at the very last minute to do things and make emotional leaps and then after the session kind of recover from that. You really have to love it. It isn't something that you go into because you make a load of money and it's really easy. Um, It's really hard sometimes. It's not like digging a ditch, but it can be hard. Um, Yeah, that was a very vague answer, but voice actors, new voice actors, again, follow us on Twitter. There really isn't a mystery to what we're doing. We're very open about it. There we are talking about it. Um, Play games, listen to games, go to the theatre, watch films, look at the different trends in performances and how they're changing because the voices in games 10 years ago are so different from how they are now and they will change and you've got to stay abreast of that. Um, And uh, Any voice actor that wants to have a go at video games but refuses to play them, not really going to get very far um, I think developers can smell it on you when you don't like games, or when you do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And again, there's. Um, oh, I'm sorry.
1: No, no, no. Uh, th- I was just going to say that there's no one route into voice acting. Uh, that I know people that have had complete other careers and then decided to drop everything and become a voice actor i've known people that voice acted from childhood um there's no one way in there's no right or wrong and again it's about being your unique version of yourself um for me that's what's really exciting about a performer
0: Mm -hmm. and again there's just so many parallels to being a game (laughs) developer it's it's one of those things that again like it doesn't sound like there should be but it really is like What you just said about having to love this as a job. It's Mm -hmm. the same thing I say for a lot of people, for a lot of students getting into game development. This is not the job where you're going to be, you know, wake up one day, you're going to be a millionaire doing this. It is something you have to love and you have to put in effort every day in order to kind of make this work.
1: Yes. And I think that's probably why I've really loved moving into video games being my main thing. Um, is that I still do commercials and corporates and all of that business, and I love doing them. But there's something about video games, this sort of alchemy of someone who is incredibly exhausted but determined (laughs) to make their vision a reality, and I very much identify with that as a performer. You have to kind of almost... I joke that I'm powered by spite. I'm powered by all of the people that told me I couldn't do it. That this was a silly job and I should go out and get a proper job. And I pulled myself up and said, I'll show you. <laughs> and I think a lot of developers feel like that and get that sort of re- uh, response from a lot of people. Um, and you have to, you have to be able to have the list in the back of your head of people that you're definitely not going to acknowledge when you get an award because you've forgotten about them entirely.
0: good old spite it's the ever powering source isn't it
1: (laughs) i did not think i was going to be talking about how spiteful actors (laughs) and developers are on this podcast uh (laughs) um, i do absolutely love the kind of cynical dark sense of humor that developers have as well they're very much gels with how i am as well
0: (laughs) All right, but I think that is a great uh, topic to end our cast on for tonight. Exactly.
1: Everyone listening at home, weaponize your spite. Yes. Get it done. (laughs) Show them all. All
0: right. So before I let you go for tonight, Sally, are there any uh, social media that you would like to plug right now for the people listening?
1: Uh, I've mentioned Twitter a lot. I am at Sally Beaumont one because I'm the premier Sally Beaumont, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and my surname is spelled really weirdly, and I regret that. Uh, <laughs> it's it, it'll be on your page. So that's fine. Yeah. Um, And my website is myname.com and I post all of my talks and panels on there as well as all the clips from games that I've been in. So it's a useful resource if you want to kind of find out behind the scenes what we're doing. (laughs) Um, And I've also got a YouTube channel. So if you search for my name uh, and YouTube, you will find me on there. uh, And I try to post behind the scenes videos of what I'm doing in the booth when I'm recording. Sometimes it's really weird. <laughs> that's that's a, a tempting offer, isn't it? Uh just looking at some of the physicalities of doing voice acting and uh sort of a a rebuttal to everyone who says, but you're just acting with your voice. I I am acting with my whole body. Great. You can't see me now, but I'm doing something with my whole body. Oh. I hope that was coming through
0: <laughs> my voice. Yes. <laughs> And if you are free in the future, we it'll always be great to catch up with you, either doing another record cast or doing something live where we could probably have developers on to ask questions as well.
1: Ooh, yes. I, lo- I love answering questions. You can tell from that noise. <laughs> <laughs> I love talking voice acting. This is the thing. I've chosen the right job because I will happily talk about it for hours and hours. Um, yeah, I'm I'm always always up for stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and if there's like specific questions that have come up from somebody listening to this garbled weird thing that I've just said over the last hour. Uh if something's not clear, yeah, just say hello on Twitter.
0: <laughs> okay. And I love talking about game design, so I found my way as well. <laughs> yeah,
1: and you're very good at it, if you don't thank mind you. saying. Thank you.
0: <laughs> and you're great as a voice actor. <laughs> oh, thank
1: you. <laughs> I did kind of set you up to make that compliment. I'm sorry. (laughs) That wasn't my intention at all.
0: (laughs) But it has been a pleasure chatting with you this afternoon my time. I know it is evening where you're at.
1: It is, but I'm a night owl, so this suits me perfectly.
0: Me too. (laughs) (laughs) It's been
1: a real pleasure chatting.
0: Yep, you as well. So, Uh, With that, for those of you listening, we're going to end things for this week's cast. I'll include links to the places Sally mentioned in the description down below. And if you are a developer or working in some capacity in the game industry or game dev and would like to come on, please don't hesitate to get in touch. But I said we're always looking for guests for either live or recorded casts. You can follow me on Twitter at GWBlaser and on Patreon at patreon.com slash GWBlaser where donations can help to keep things running along, and you get some nifty things as well. Be sure to join our Discord channel. There should be a link to that in the description as well. But other than that, that that's going to do it for this week's cast. Again, Sally, it has been a pleasure hanging out with you, and uh, looking forward to hearing you in your upcoming roles.
1: Yay! (laughs) Thanks for talking to me.
0: (laughs) Not a problem. All right, everybody, have a great night and come back for daily discussions on game design here and on Game Wisdom, where examine the art and science of games. Until next time, take care.